Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 35, five helpful tips for getting your kids organized. Before I begin, let me qualify myself. For those of you who aren't familiar with me, maybe this is the first time you're listening to one of my episodes. I am the mom of three. I have three children. My oldest is in his mid-twenties. My middle child just went off to college and my youngest is in elementary school. So I'm definitely qualified to talk about the mom thing. I know sometimes when we get advice from other people, especially when it comes about comes to parenting, I, I'm always curious, like, who's giving the advice? And so I definitely like to know that the person giving the advice has actually been in my shoes. And so that's why I just thought it was important to qualify myself because, of course, anyone can call themselves one organized mama and not really be a mama. But I am definitely a mama. I've been a mama for a very long time. All right. Also, before we begin, I want to say a few things. Um, I've talked about this before, but when you call yourself one organized mama, Um, People have these ideas of what my home must be like, what my children's rooms must be like. Um, I am very honest. I'm very real. um, And I will say my home is actually quite normal. It's run like a normal home, um, but it has some really good systems implemented. Systems that are easy, systems that make sense to us, systems that are uh, meant to work for my family and I. I'm a big believer that your home should reflect you. And if you were to walk into my front door, you would encounter a pile of shoes by the front door. If you go in a little further and you catch us on any day of the week, you'll probably see a collection of papers that have been dropped on the kitchen counter if it's during the day before we've done our, our tidying at night. Um, If you continue on, you'll probably see some toys or um, some of my husband's work gear. And that is a pretty typical home. I mean, right? We, um, I don't focus on perfection. We are a very normal family, a very normal household. Um, I know there are a lot of messages out there in the professional organizing world that really focus on aesthetics and like containers. And they really want you to believe that these beautiful homes that you see in social media on the covers of magazines all over Pinterest are definitely the standard to live by. Well, I'm here to say it's not. Um, I enjoy going into someone's home that really shows that person's 
personality and what's important to them. Um, I don't like to go into cookie cutter type of homes. I just, eh, kind of blah. I love homes with personality. Um, I love homes where you feel welcome. And I love homes that feel comfortable. And so that's always my intention with my home. So just kind of keep that in mind as we're talking about this. And so that way you know where I'm coming from when I'm giving you this advice. This advice is a mix of some time management and habits, as well uh, as some ideas for actually setting up organized spaces for your kids. But Again, if you follow me or if you're new to me, I just want to reiterate my philosophy when it comes to organizing is all about implementing systems in your home that save you time. All right, let's get started. The first thing I want to talk to you about and the first tip, helpful tip, is I want you to set expectations for your children even for your family, and that includes for yourself. All right, let's talk about this for a minute. What do I mean by this? Expectations are almost like the blueprint or the foundation for implementing habits and routines. And they're also a really great foundation for knowing how you're going to zone your house. And this year is the best example of that than probably any that I could give you in the past. Let me talk about some personal experiences first, and maybe you can relate on this. Okay. We went into lockdown, what, mid-March across our country. I was like, hey, this is cool. Um, I felt like I was super productive. And then about two months in, I was doing things that I don't normally do. For instance, I'm usually a go to bed by 9.30 or 10 kind of person. I like to get up early in the morning before my family between 5.30 and 6. And I was finding myself around mid-May staying up until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning watching TikTok videos. I mean, not just like once, but it was like my nightly routine. Like I would putter around and stuff and like maybe the kids and I would watch a movie. And in fact, I mean, there were times I would be sitting on the couch watching a movie and it's like 1130 at night and I look over and my my kids are just sitting there watching the movie too with me. And I'm like, this is just so backwards Um, because usually that's kind of a special treat in our house. And and then I would like, okay, guys, we have to go to bed. So we would go up just upstairs to bed. And then I would get on my phone. By that time, it's like midnight. The next thing I know, it's two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, scrolling TikTok, looking at Instagram, on Facebook, googling stuff until two o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, I had to snap out of this because then my whole day, my whole routine was just, well, I didn't really have one, quite honestly. I didn't know what was expected of me in life. I didn't know what to do with my businesses. I didn't know what to do with my kids. I I just didn't know anything. I just felt really weird and out of sorts. And that's really not like me. So I realized I had to 
get back to setting expectations for myself. And I had to set the example for my kids. So I had to implement a bedtime for all of us. So with the kids, I'm like, you just need to go. I mean, I have a teenage daughter. I was just like, just go to your room by 9, 9.30 at night. Try to get to sleep early. And I was a little bit more forceful with my elementary school age child. I'm like, dude, you have got to go to bed early. We cannot be staying up until 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. And they weren't super happy because they liked staying up until, you know, the middle of the night with mom. And so um, I had to get everybody on a bed routine, and I especially had to get myself back on my normal routine. And again, I did that by setting expectations for myself. So I um, started going back to bed early and waking up early, and it was tough the first few times. I'm not going to lie. And then I had to start to get myself back into, okay, in the morning, I'm going to go back to planning my day. Even though I can't really go anywhere or do anything, there are still things that can be done. I still have these two businesses. I have children. I still have a lot of stuff that I could be doing. So again, setting expectations is like creating the foundation for good habits and organized routines and ultimately an organized home. So once I got myself back into a good routine, what I did is I laid out those expectations for my kids. We actually took my youngest out of school and we decided to do a traditional homeschool program. We did not wait until school started here in Nevada. We actually started it midsummer and he was super mad. Like he thought he was supposed to be on summer break for an eternity. And so we had to break the news to him that like, hey buddy, you've been out of school for like four months now and it's time to start learning some, you know, times tables and spelling and stuff like that. So that was a very helpful thing because what I was able to do was say, okay, school's going to start at 9 a.m. And so once I got him onto that bedtime routine, when he woke up in the morning, he knew what to expect from his day. So he knew when he got up that he needed to eat breakfast, he needed to get dressed, brush his teeth, and be ready for school by 9 a.m., We set a very similar thing in place with my daughter um, and so that she had the same set of expectations for herself. Granted, she had graduated high school and was waiting to start college. So what we did is we actually gave her a little job. I gave her a little job with my business and um, I treated her like an employee. I told her what time she had to be at work and then what time she was done for the day. So again, setting expectations for your kids is vital in trying to get them organized. So it can be as simple as when you wake up in the morning, you are expected to do this. During school hours, this is what I expect of you. After school, here are my expectations. And before you go to bed at night, here is what I expect. And we do that naturally, don't we? I mean, obviously, after school, they have to do their homework. 
before bed. We want them to shower, bathe, brush their teeth, put their pajamas on. And so that is just a way, if this is something you kind of struggle with with your family and maybe you're still kind of feeling out of sorts and it's hard to get into a good routine, this is the first step in getting everybody into some good routines. And again, it's it's just simply stating what your expectations are for them. So those are sort of the ground rules. That's the foundation. That's the blueprint. Okay, the next tip, tip number two. We're going to talk about routines. If you follow me or if you're new to me, I'll go over my four-step process. These are my four steps for getting everyone organized. Step one, declutter and sort. Step two, create a zone. Step three, label and contain. And step four, teach and maintain. So basically, basically you declutter a space, you sort everything out, you group like items together, you create a zone so you find a place for everything in your home. You go, and the fun part, you go buy some fun containers, you put some pretty labels on them, and you have an organized space. Well, step four, this is where I like to teach and maintain so that you keep your space maintained once it's organized. And the way that you do that is with some easy tips. And so the two tips I want you to implement, or excuse me, the two steps I want you to implement in your family are a 20-minute tidy and the daily three. Let's talk about the daily three real quick. These are just simply three daily chores every person in your family should have. For me, it is I make my bed, I do one load of laundry, and I make sure my kitchen is clean at least one time a day. For my children, some of them have like take out the recycle, take out the trash, do the dog food. These can all, these can be kind of combined during your 20-minute tidy, which I'll talk about in just one second. But basically, your daily three tasks that you do are those are the three chores that you're just in charge of every single day. So it doesn't matter how busy your day is, try to get those three things done every single day. Right now, one of my um, one of the people that I'm teaching, and I'm actually doing some coaching, it's a 16-year-old young man who's just the sweetest kid ever, and he's brilliant. So what we're doing is that we're talking about what his three daily tasks are every single day. So I've been working with him for about two weeks, and he has chosen make his bed, walk the dog, and tidy his room before he goes to bed. And he's done really, really well with this. And so on our check-ins, I kind of check in with him, hey, how are you doing? And he's so honest. It's awesome. So he's like really good about making his bed every day and walking the dog. But he, <laughs> he said when we checked in the other day, that for the previous week, he only cleaned his room like three or four days out of the week. So I super appreciate his honesty. But this is something as a parent, you can work with your kids. And again, this is about habits. And this is something that you fill in with those expectations. So maybe make their bed is in the morning, 
they feed the dog after school, and then they tidy up their room right before they go to bed. Whatever works for your family, whatever is important to you. The other part of this, it's kind of the flip side, is your 20-minute tidy. This is really, I encourage you to do this together as a family or whoever lives in your home. Um, and, and you're going to find a natural um, rhythm to this or whatever the natural time of day is for this. Maybe for your family, it's first thing in the morning or right before everyone goes to bed. Maybe it's right after school. But in my family, it's right after dinner time. Um, so we try to eat dinner together as a family. And as our schedule would have it, at least the kids and I, we're usually home after dinner time. My husband has a crazy work schedule, so he's not always home um, around dinner time. So, but my kids are pretty well trained. And even my 25 year old, when he comes home, he kind of knows like after dinner, there is an expectation again to do our normal routine, which is everyone tidy up. So this is where I jump in. I start kind of cleaning up the kitchen Um, shoes are being put away in everyone's rooms. The dog is getting fed. Um, everything is kind of getting tidied up. The paperwork is kind of getting collected from the day and going to my drop zone. And, um, again, this is something where we're kind of working together as a family. And when all three of my kids are home, me as a parent, I'm kind of taking a step back and I'm just managing everybody. And yes, I still have to manage my adult children because they still fight and they still bicker when they're home and like, who's going to wipe down the counters versus who's going to sweep the floor. So some things never change. So it's just a matter of me kind of like managing everybody, but it's a really great practice for you to get into. So again, implementing routines in your family on a daily basis, assign everybody three chores And try to spend at least 20 minutes together every day, um, either getting those three chores done and or just kind of tidying your house together. You can turn on a timer, you could turn on some music or a podcast and listen as you go and just kind of make it, you know, just a a family activity almost. Um, Even though if your kids are like mine, they'll still complain because they're doing chores. Okay, the next thing I'm going to talk about is, and this is hard for a lot of parents, but I want you to let your children have some control. Parents, you have a home that you have provided for your children. Within that home, you have designated spaces for your children, whether it be their bedroom Or if you're blessed to have more space, maybe they have a playroom or, you know, um, part of your family room roped off that's for their toys. Um, A lot of us right now are homeschooling or distance learning. So a lot of us have spaces designated for that in our homes right now. But here is the thing that I've noticed. And I've noticed this working with a lot of clients over the years where parents have an idea of how they want their child's space to be organized. And that's great. That's great at first. And if you're the type of parent that's really going to maintain that for your child, 
have at it. If that's your thing, I'm not here to stop you. I don't super agree with it. And, you know, we'll just leave it at that. But hear me out on this. Your child has a space. And again, going back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, I feel like your space, your home should reflect you. And I am a big believer in this when it comes to kids. I do believe that the spaces that we give them in our homes should reflect them, that they should have some ownership over their space and some control over this space. Does this mean they live like disgusting slob pigs? No, of course not. There needs to be a standard. But when it comes to organizing their space, let your children take the reins in this. Obviously, again, you're going to lay out some expectations. You're going to implement some routines for that space. But let them, let them have some fun with this. Let them have some control. When my young, excuse me, when my oldest was home, if you walked into his room, you knew he was a sports fanatic. The kid was all about sports, especially football. So when you walked in, it was, there was no doubt what his interest was in and what he's all about. My daughter, if you walk into her room, she's a very eclectic girl. She loves a little bit of girly, but she also likes fringe and edgy, and she loves um, things like vinyl records and travel. You'll see a big flag of Italy on her wall and a big map of the world. So she really likes to put her personality into her room. My youngest, who's still in elementary school, is he's just he's just an interesting one. And anyone who knows my nine-year-old who might be listening to this will laugh. He is a character. But he is into Nerf guns, um, bikes, um, Legos. And so here's a story about him when it comes to this. When we moved into this house that we live in now, it was two and a half years ago. And so he was maybe in first grade, I think. And um, (laughs) we have a space downstairs and it's an actual under the stairway space. And so when we moved into the home, we're like, oh my gosh, this is kind of a big space. And um, why don't we make it into like a little play area? And this was actually my grandmother. My grandmother is 93. This was her really super cute idea. And she said, that would be a great little room um, for a playroom, a little space for a playroom. And I was like, oh my gosh, it really kind of would. And, um, and so we decided to do it. So I put in some cubbies and, um, obviously the one kid in the house that still had toys was my youngest. And I said, let's put some of your toys that you're okay sharing with friends, um, coming over because side note, that's the other thing. I don't demand that other kids, or I, I, I do kind of put some, boundaries when other children come to our house, unless it's like a very close family member or very close family friend. Um, I don't generally let other kids just run through my kids' rooms because again, it's their space. I don't want my friends going through my room all of the time. So we do do a lot of entertaining. We have a lot of parties. We're very social people. So we do have a lot of people and family and friends over that have children. 
So again, it was important for us to have a space downstairs. So I was working with my youngest when we first moved in and I said, let's organize this space. I had the bins and the cubbies and we were going to write labels. So I was sorting out the toys and I said, um, okay, so we're going to put army men in this container and we're going to put like the rest of the action figures in this container. And he's like, no, 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 no. That is, that's not how that, that works. And I'm like, okay, explain yourself. He's like, the army men go to war. I'm like, all right. Okay. He's like, and, and I'm totally butchering this because I am a terrible parent. I don't know the names of all of my children's toys, but I think it was like the comic book characters, like the Marvel characters were the ones that were allowed to go to war with the army men. So therefore those were considered quote unquote war toys. So we had to make a bin for war toys But then we started to, we had like little trucks and helicopters and cars and trains. And I was like, okay, why don't we do this like wooden trains and then matchbox cars? And again, he's like, no, 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 no. These cars and these trucks can go to war too. These are the ones that we drive when we go to war. Um, And so I was like, oh my gosh. So this kid is like obsessed with like setting up. I don't know, war. I Again, my husband's former military, just forgive us on that one. But anyway, um, so yeah, he, he had to separate them by how they went to war. And, um, and I just kind of, at first I was like, oh, come on, let's just do it where it makes sense to everybody. And then honestly, I just gave up. I ended up actually taking all of the labels out And now we just have kind of generic toys down there. We have like the big Duplo Legos and some puzzle books and stuff like that. And I let him keep all of his personal toys upstairs in his room. And so when he goes to clean it, he can put them in whatever container he wants and label them however he wants, because I don't know what he's really into these days. Right now he's super into Nerf guns. And um, so anyway that actually helps a lot when your kids have some ownership on how their space is organized it makes sense to them we don't play with their toys they play with their toys and so again if you can let go of a little bit of control I highly encourage you to let your kids enjoy their space take some ownership even if it's just taking them to the store and letting them pick out the color of the bins or color the labels however they want. Let them have a little bit of ownership in that. I am very grateful that I've done this, um, especially now that my two oldest have grown up and moved on. I love going into my daughter's room right now. I actually haven't done anything since she's been gone because it reminds me so much of her and just so many of the little sweet things um i don't think i'll be able to touch anytime soon because it's just a true reflection of her and every single time i go in there it makes me smile even though i'm missing her so so much so give your kids some ownership okay the next tip i'm going to talk about And this is kind of a fun tip, and it's a spin on a tip that I use for adults. 
I have a technique I call the timer technique. And this is where I encourage clients and my students um, that I teach now online that when you're faced with an overwhelming task that you don't want to do, turn on a timer. Don't go beyond 20 minutes, but turn on a timer. Get specific, stay small, and stay put. Focus on that task until your timer dings. And then you can kind of take a step back, you know, toss trash, put items away, and move on. But this will really make you feel very accomplished. Well, here's the thing with kids. if or Not all kids. Again, I'm generalizing, but a lot of kids. You have to be a little specific with them. Example, my youngest, again, Lego King, um... I walked past his room the other day and I was like, he and his cousin had been playing with Legos and they had built a city. And so I was like a little skeptical because I didn't see anything actually built. I just saw those little tiny Legos like, like all over the room. I mean, literally you could not step inside this room without stepping on Lego. And you know how super fun that is to step on Legos barefoot. I don't know how the kid was doing it. I don't know how he was walking to bed and walking out of his room by walking on all these Legos. Like I kid you not, they were all over his floor and they were like dug into the carpet. And so I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to be a nightmare. And I kind of thought of something because he is, he's listening to me teach some of my students online. So he's kind of like picking up on some of the techniques. And, um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a little spin on, on this because again, my youngest is, he's just, he's just my interesting one. He's like the typical youngest child. Like he's like an old man in a, in a, child's body like he's way a way beyond his years his sense of humor is crazy like he gets away with murder freely admit but the kid is freaking funny too he's just he's just really kind of hilarious and he keeps me on my toes and I have to be super super creative with him so I thought like how am I going to have him do this because normally if I'm like go to your room and clean it he will be in there for 7 hours and not pick up one damn thing. It'll still be as messy if not messier than when I sent him in there. So I'm like, you know what? He's been asking me like about the timer technique cuz he's been listening to some of my um my classes that I'm teaching with students online. So I was like, "Hey, come up here. You're going to have to clean your room." this is ridiculous. Look at all of these Legos everywhere. And he's groaning and like, oh, but this is, this is a city we built. And I'm like, dude, it's not a city. This was you and your cousin throwing Legos or having a Lego fight. And now they're just all over your bedroom. And I said, remember, you've heard me talk about the timer technique. And he kind of groaned. And I said, let's try this. I'm going to challenge you. Because again, He's an interesting kid. He likes a challenge. I said, I'm going to challenge you. How many minutes do you think it's going to take for you to just pick up the Legos on the floor? Nothing else. You don't have to touch the clothes. You don't have to touch the books. You don't have to touch the rest of the crap in your bedroom. I only want you to pick up Legos, but 
how many minutes do you think you could get it done? And so super overconfident, he says five minutes. And I'm like, deal, five minutes. So he already has containers that are, um, that I provide for him. So he has his Lego containers. So I'm like, I'm going to sit right here. So I sat in his doorway, put five minutes on my phone. I'm like, awesome. I get to scroll Facebook and Pinterest and stuff while he picks up his toys. So I'm kind of watching him out of the corner of my eyes and he's kind of struggling, but he's like kind of frantic. Cause again, there's something about that timer technique. So he knows the timer's going and I'm like, you have to beat the timer. Let's see if you can get it done in less than five minutes. So the timer's going, he's picking them up, and the timer dings at five minutes. And he's barely made a dent. That's how many Legos were on the floor. And so he's a little like, oh, you know, thought I could do it. And I'm like, well, I'll give you a second shot. Realistically, how many more minutes do you think you need? How many more minutes do you think it would take you? Or better yet, you could beat the timer. So he kind of looked and he's like, 15 more minutes. So I was like, great. So 20 minutes total. And so he said, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'll put 15 minutes on my phone. And in my head, I'm like, yes, 15 more minutes to scroll Facebook. And so I'm sitting in the doorway again, watching him. And he got it done in 17 minutes total. So he beat the timer. And you know what I got accomplished? He got, he actually picked up all the Legos off his floor. So I went ahead and I gave him a break from cleaning up the rest of the stuff. Um, But that is something that you may want to really consider. Get a little bit creative with your kids. Use a timer. Like I said, I'm a big, big believer. I love a timer technique. Have a little fun with it. Make it challenging. If your kids are super into competition, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of competition, but have fun with it. Use a timer. And again, the key to this is get specific. Have them focus on one area or one task or one type of toy at a time. And I tell you, it, it it's like they're not even really cleaning. And you can offer them a little prize or you can like have a lot of fun with this. But again, tip number four is beat the timer. So that's my tip to you. All right. The last tip I'm going to give, and I have a big confession on this one, put stuff away. Another story. So my daughter, this time I'm going to tell on her a little bit. That child for the 18 years that she lived under my roof changed outfits Uh, probably three to four times a day from the time that she could put on clothes herself as a toddler until the day she left for college. Granted, she was a very active young lady involved in dance and gymnastics. And so not totally her fault. Like she wore a uniform to school. So she had to put on the uniform and then change into dance clothes and then change into whatever. But even Like the day we threw her graduation party, like she had one outfit on with makeup and hair and everything um, before the party. And then at some point when people started coming over, I looked at her and she had changed her outfit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, some things never change. So her big thing in her room, because she actually is a pretty organized kid, was always the clothes all over her room. And so I 
would go in there and I'm like, just pick up the clothes, put the dirty clothes in the hamper, fold and put away and hang up the clean clothes. Like it's just get that done. And so um, that was always my biggest thing with her. Just put your clothes away. And again, keeping it specific. And as long as that was kind of tidied, then I was usually okay. All right, here's the confession part. (laughs) I am no better than this. I am so guilty of this. Here's my little thing that I do. I wake up in the morning and I try to put on some kind of workout gear. And it just depends on what level of work at working out I want to do for the day. So if it's not a kickboxing class and it's not like a little run around the block, it's usually like a walk. So I'll put on, you know, workout stuff. I go out, I listen to my, you know, music or my favorite podcast and I come home to get in the shower and I'm like, but these workout pants aren't really that dirty. Like I only walked today. I didn't really get sweaty or gross. So I'll just drape them over the side of the tub. So I get into the shower and um, my full-time real job is being a realtor. And so I usually have to dress up as a realtor if I'm going to meet a client. So I'll get out of the shower, get fixed up, and then I'll put on my nice clothes, my nice realtor clothes, my cute outfit. And so I'll go out and maybe show a couple of homes. I'll come home and I don't have to go anywhere else for the day. So I don't want to stay in my cute clothes. But again, they're not that dirty. So I'll go upstairs. I'll change. And maybe I just like put them on the, the, the counter in the bathroom. And then I'll put on my clothes that like to do dinner and just hang out around the house. And then bedtime comes and I want to get into my super comfy jammies And, um, so I take off my comfy clothes and again, they're not that dirty. They're not clean, but they're not dirty. So I'll like drape them over the bathtub or put them on the bathroom counter again. And the cycle repeats. And I have this weird thing. If the clothes are not dirty, but I don't want to, they're not dirty enough to go in the hamper, but they're not clean enough and I don't want them next to the clean clothes in the closet or the dresser, where else do I put them? In my bathroom. And so that is my personal bad habit and it drives my husband nuts because I just, I always have clothes. And so if he wants to take a shower or bathroom, there's just clothes always in our bathroom. And so I actually have to go in there about once a week and decide, okay, (laughs) I have to hang these up, put it these way, or throw them in a hamper to be washed. But again, I look at my daughter and I'm like, great. I I wonder where she gets this from. So little confession there. I know I'm not alone out there. But the point of this one is to put stuff away. That is my final tip. If you can train yourself to do this, and it's harder than you think, right? I mean, how many times are you like, you'll just set something down with, without even thinking about it. And so if you can get yourself into the habit of when you're finished with something, put it away, be the example, set the example for your children and encourage them to also put stuff away. Right now, Again, a lot of us are doing school inside our homes. This is really important to do. And I just want to leave you with this final little note. Um, 
I know from working from home, so running two businesses and they're out of my home, it's really important to put my stuff away when I'm done with it because otherwise that stuff starts to mix in with other stuff. So I have to keep my two businesses separate and I definitely keep my business stuff separate from the rest of my family's stuff. Um, and that's something that you may want to implement. So when your children are done with school for the day and you don't have a designated space in your home, like a home office where you can just kind of shut the door and keep everyone out. If you're doing it on your kitchen table or the kitchen counter or in the family room, put the stuff away so that it's ready for the next day. And that can be as simple as just buying a bin and maybe a bin for each person where they can just put their notebooks, pens, papers, Chromebooks, whatever they're using, laptops, and everything is put away. That way it's in one contained space before the school day starts tomorrow. Okay, so I hope those are some helpful hints. I'm going to do a quick recap. Number one, set expectations for your family. It's okay for your kids to know that things are expected of them. Setting expectations sets the foundation. Once you're setting the foundation, you need to start to implement some routines. Give your children some chores. Give them some things that they have to do every single day, some areas of the home that they are responsible. Again, keep it very simple, very specific for the kids. Let them have some control in their spaces. I'm not saying give over your entire house to them. I'm saying give your kids some ownership and some control in their specific spaces because if the space makes sense to them, it's you you will have better success on encouraging them to tidy up and stay organized. Have a little bit of fun and beat the timer, my fourth tip. It's a take on the timer technique. Have a little bit of fun with it. Be creative. If you have some creative ways that you've done this, definitely send them to me. You can always use the, use the hashtag OneOrganizedMom on Instagram. You can always post on my Facebook page or send me an email. I love to see how you guys utilize some of these tips. And the final tip, put stuff away. And quite honestly, that applies as much to the parents as it does to the children in the home. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to another episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. I have to say, I have to say it every time because it just makes me so excited. Thank you to those of you who send me emails or messages on um, social media. You guys have no idea how much they mean to me. Super, super excited every single time I read one of your messages or your emails. If you guys would do me a, a huge favor, and if you have something nice to say about the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving me actually a review, um, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that just kind of helps helps me spread the word, helps me reach more people. And it's actually one of those things, you know, we live in, we live in this world now where we have to um, rate everybody. Um, So if you're happy, if you're not, I mean, I'm happy to take, send it to me just personally. Um, 
But honestly, I am super, super appreciative for all of you out there. This episode was inspired by so many of you who have reached out to me um, over the past few months. I know you're struggling. Um, A lot of you are struggling with the kids out there. I know you're struggling with the school. I know you're struggling just because they've been home a lot and they're driving you nuts. Again, no, you are not alone. If you can, find some support systems out there. I am on Facebook way more than I need to be because that's where a lot of my support systems are. So I've I've joined some pandemic pods in my community. I've joined a lot of groups. I even put an ad, not an ad, a, a post on my neighborhood um, Facebook group this past week just to find if there was another kid in our neighborhood who wanted to ride bikes with my youngest because these kids have been inside for months and months and months and it's they just they need some interaction we need to get back to some normalcy for them and for ourselves as well so reach out in your community if you need some help if you need some support I promise you you will be you will see how many people feel exactly like you do so again thank you so much for listening And don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or any ideas for future episodes. Have a great week, everybody.